0: Game Boys. Hello, Internet, and welcome to the Game Boys podcast. My name is Lux, I'm your host, and joining me as always, he's fresh out of the laboratory working on his vaccine for the dragon rot, it's Griffin Davis.
1: Yeah, um, uh, a Sekiro reference for those of you who haven't bought the new From Software game. Lux, I made a big mistake this month. What
0: was it? I bought two video games. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's rough. I have two new video games. We're going to do that. We're going to be having this conversation about me in roughly 16 days. Uh, Why? Uh, There's a new Spike Chunsoft game. There's a new Ace Attorney Phoenix Wright trilogy on Switch. Ooh, yeah. Both coming out on the same day. Plus the new Cuphead for Switch comes out soon. So I'm about to be buying a bunch of games also, but they're going to be different because you know that unless we do it for the show, I'm not buying Sekiro, but let's talk about that because I know
1: you're very into it. Man, it's been really good so far. Um, uh, it's it's un- unlike the other uh, Dark Souls games because you actually have to like deflect and block to win, uh. Uh, which is really difficult and intense, uh. and it's, I don't know, it's just like... Um, It's just, like, metal as fuck, man. It's just... I've heard that it has, like, a much
0: more grounded story and, like... Mm -hmm. things, like, happen for reasons and you know what they are. Right, yeah. I think, like, the typical
1: fare of Dark Souls games is, like, really ambiguous, confusing plot and, like, no tutorials. But, like, this game is simultaneously, like, really accessible because they explain how every mechanic works and there's, like, a story and, like, there's, like, characters with, like, dialogue and you, like, understand the plot. But then also they just throw you in and they're just, like, welcome to hell. See,
0: that... (laughs) That both appeals to me a lot, because it's like a setting I'm obviously very into. Like, Shinobi stuff is so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love a good story and, all, and mechanical stuff. But it's just like, ah, uh, it's going to be so hard. And it's going to be such a demand <laughs> on my time and spirit. <laughs> And the biggest bummer,
1: at leading to what you led me in with the podcast, with is that whenever you die, all of your friends get sick, which is just so depressing in the game where you're constantly dying. Because like, I'm so sorry, friends, you're just gonna be dying from dragon rot forever.
0: <laughs> That's, oh, uh, well, maybe I'll play. It in, I mean, we're, I'm gonna have to play it for the show eventually. Yeah. So,
1: <laughs> I'm definitely bringing someone on in the next two to three weeks to talk about this game. Okay, great. So we will make sure to buy that before I spend another two hundred dollars on other games.
0: Um, oh, but locks.
1: The only question I care about your personal life is what game have you been playing this week? Well,
0: I'll tell you most of what I've been doing. Well, OK, so the, I'll start at the end of the story. We'll do this Tarantino style. So right now, one of the okay. reasons why this recording is going smoother on my end than usual is because I deleted almost 30 gigabytes of stuff for my hard drive. Why? Ooh, you you, you my spaced it. Well, yeah, I my spaced my hard drive. Why did I do this? <laughs> because I've been trying for days to get a PS2 emulator to play Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne on my computer. And I'll tell okay. you this, I've had no success. Mm, uh, why? Why am I doing it? No, why is it, why do you have no success? I don't know. I'm just having a really tough time
1: getting any of the stuff to work. Oh, I thought you were like having trouble clearing your hard drive or no, something. Well, that,
0: that was the first problem. But then once that problem was fixed, other problems started happening. OK,
1: well, this is exciting. But, uh, but last I really week do you talked to, to me about candy. This week you talked to me about not being able to get your computer working. This is my, this my, is my, life. This is my life. Also,
0: those aren't candy. The they're, can- they're not candies. They're crispy, uh, sweet snacks. OK, I'm um, sorry I brought that but you know, they're made of <laughs> corn. Um But no, it's I want to play Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne, especially because I just remembered this was like big news years ago, but I totally forgot about it. There's going to be a new Shin Megami Tensei for the Switch, allegedly at the end of this year. What kind of games are these? They're the like mainline story from which the Persona games are sprung. Right.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like the even weirder Persona yeah, games. Yeah, like darker
0: right? and like more of an emphasis <laughs> on like the demon-y stuff. It's less like high school shit plus demons and more like demons are like sort of the central kind of theme and, and tone of the thing but you still get to date your teachers right um you definitely don't in nocturne i can't tell you what's going to happen in the new one
1: okay um, fingers
0: crossed yeah fingers you know if we're lucky but yeah i've been doing that and i've been playing the i've been going through all the might and magic the heroes of might and magic games i've played 2 3 and 4 and this past week i'm going to try and do 5 and then i might if I can find a good deal on the internet, uh, try and grab a copy of 6 or 7 and see what the new ones are like.
1: Well, your life is filled with joy and sequels, it sounds like.
0: Yeah, you know, I'm just revisiting some old stuff because uh, I know I'm going to be buying actual games a lot in April, so I'm just trying to stick to things I already bought on GOG. Ugh, yeah, I
1: can't buy any more games, Lux. I just can't do it. I can't well, do
0: it. You can and probably will, but yeah, it's not <laughs> It's super advisable. Um, no one should play video oh, games. They're God. terrible.
1: No one should play video games. Exactly. And no, but one, should I a, think... a, and no
0: one should have a podcast <laughs> (laughs) and no one should ever post we're good at following our own rules
1: and every time that we i try and do a segue one of us is going to overlap the other so we'll never pull one of these off but yeah oh here we go again (laughs) i was trying to do it and then you start to say something here we go amazing uh Maybe I'm a little off my game today uh, because we just did a show last night uh, and I just did a show with our very special guest that we have on this morning. Uh, he's been kind of waiting in the wings for a long time. I have always known that I've wanted him on this podcast, but I, I wanted it to come at the right time when both of us were equally hungover uh, from just a way, way too much uh, last night. So welcome to the podcast, funny man, sketch
2: comedian, my teammate, Dan Carrigan. Hi Dan. Hey, hey, how are you? Thanks for having me on, guys. Good, man, nice yeah, to thank be you here. for coming. Now, some now some
1: people bring the Game Boys like gifts and presents. You've brought me two incredible presents this morning. He brought me one, large black iced coffee oh. and also <laughs> cheesecake.
0: Whoa, the grandest <laughs> tribute to date, honestly. Like insane. Yeah, you know, the cheesecake's just, this probably decent for a hangover, though.
2: <laughs> Yeah, you just, you know, when you invite me places, this is what happens. <laughs> oh my God. You never know what kind of gifts I'll show up with. Could be a cheesecake, could be a sword. We'll find yeah. out. Could be a Nintendo Switch. I don't know. You would bring me a Nintendo Switch? I don't know. Don't write me off.
0: <laughs>
1: just don't rule it out. You just stay
0: on your toes is the main lesson here. Heads
1: up. Heads up. Anyone who brings me a Nintendo Switch can guest in this podcast.
0: <laughs> uh, yes, worth it.
2: I'll be your only guest for the rest of the existence yeah. of this C- podcast. You can make it half the podcast.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, just take it. Just I'll hear you my a podcast turned into the Switch. And they'll be like, <laughs> oh, God, no. Um,
1: so, Dan, <laughs> oh, well, thanks, for, thanks,
0: thanks, thanks for coming on. Um, totally. So, uh, how, you're a gamesman. Yeah. You're here because you're a gamesman. Yeah. Like, like you, a huntsman. Or how did uh, you become <laughs> a gamesman? Uh, man. Well, I
2: think it's because my parents were looking for solutions to uh, make me less high maintenance. Uh, so I was given uh, every early game system that you could possibly imagine. Uh, Atari 2600, Whoa, Atari uh, 7200 7, or all whatever. The numbers. All, all the, I, yeah, we went through all the numbers of the Ataris. Now, was there um, a reason that they were named those numbers like a scientific reason? I, I have no idea. I, was, <laughs> I, 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 was, I think there's a processing thing attached to that. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. like the processor runs that speed or whatever. Yeah, I think this was like actually when it was still four bit graphics, mm-hmm. and that's not a real thing. But uh, that's how how simplistic these games were. And um, I ended up, uh, I was I was the one of the first Sega defenders uh, in the Nintendo versus Sega uh, debate. Um, when Sega. And you, and you still,
1: you're winning, the, you're on the right side of that war. Yeah. <laughs> History has proven you right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Remembering when uh, Sega was like, we have over 70 games. Like, <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, that's what you're excited about? Is this that you have.
0: 70 games and not <laughs>
2: like uh, a good game. Yeah.
0: I have 70 so, games on my phone, none of which I chose to download. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: um, and so I played a lot of uh, Sega Master System. And then finally, uh, you know, Nintendo was so, so, so big that uh, when I got the NES, um, really went hard in the paint there, uh, started getting, you know, uh, close to 70 games, um, of my own. Whoa.
0: Yeah, I know. Oh, so Sega many. versus Dan, the battle <laughs> of 70 games.
2: I single-handedly defeated Sega, uh, and, and they also shot themselves in the foot uh, <laughs> yeah. by, by not, not creating good content. It's like saying like, I beat a kid in a fight. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, win's a win. Yeah, yeah. A win is a win. But uh, yeah, video games were just very formative uh, for me in being a young person, and uh, also giving me something to do when uh, my parents were often working or gone. So, sure. uh, but but now you're now you're a busy man. We're all busy people. Do mm-hmm. you find time for games now in your current life? Uh, not a lot. I mean, I just I just. Poured myself into. I had a lot of time on planes where I wasn't going to have any uh, internet connectivity, so I started going uh, going back through Final Fantasy VI, which was really enjoyable. Hell yeah, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. You I, seem
1: to me like the kind of guy that was like revisiting games. Like you're like you're like. There's been so many good games in the last couple of decades that I'm not. Why would I even play anything new?
2: Yeah, <laughs> I, I, it's so hard for me to invest in a whole new system and a whole new mm-hmm. game. Um, like if if I. Like, I'm so interested in playing Cuphead, and I'm like, I have to invest in a whole new system to do that. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And, you know, with everything else that's going on, like, uh, how sketch comedy is a priority, and if I'm not, if I'm playing a video game, I'm not rewriting a sketch. I'm (laughs) nodding as I spent $130 on video (laughs) games this month. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, so... That's that's fair. I mean, I can totally say you kind of lose gaming as, like, you get other priorities, but as a kid, um, was there anything about video games in particular that, like, made you be like... Because, you know... There's a couple ways that parents can, like, delegate their, like, parent duties to the TV. They can, like, put movies on or, like, leave the TV on or can be video games. What was it about video games in particular that, like, you thought you that you connected to? Well, a lot of it was sharing um,
2: with friends. You know, I would connect with people a lot through video games. And um, the few of us bonded together about that. And I, you know, happened to take pretty well to them so I was always very good at you know Super Mario 3 or or Marble Madness or any of these games Um, just really started acing my hand-eye coordination and and connecting with my friends about it yeah as a kid there's a lot of social value in like just being good at Mario yeah
1: Yeah.
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah Doing uh, early version speed runs, Uh, you know. Yeah, sure. uh, What's what's the least amount of shit I can do to make this game work? Yeah, my generation was like more like uh, like
1: the cool kids didn't want to talk to me in middle school until I like knew stuff about Halo. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like that was like what all like the mean kids were playing was like Xbox One, the original
0: Xbox, not Xbox One. Sorry, my generation was that the cool kids (laughs) didn't want to talk to me. And, and, end of and, sentence and, and, and nothing. happened. <laughs> then, yeah. then, then nothing changed. <laughs> and then yeah, I went to and, high school and, and it didn't change. Then I graduated college and still I work on a wrestling show, so nothing's but, changed L- at all.
2: Lux, I talk to
1: you once a week.
0: Yes, <laughs> I was talking about the cool. Not by I was choice. talking about the cool kids
2: in <laughs> college. My my whole uh, group of friends that I'm still like really tight with, we bonded over Halo. We played so much Halo, and it was like. I was terrible at it. I was always going after the rocket launcher to see if I could kill two people at one time from far away. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I, it's not like I was uh, better than anybody, but we played so much and it just made us all really tight just by uh, oh, yeah. being into it. Yeah. And like that was the first game I had been. Uh, into in a long time, like I, I would, I would play Tetris, and I got real good at Tetris, and people would just watch me play Tetris in my dorm. Have you tried the new Tetris, the Battle Royale Tetris? That sounds too complicated. hundred <laughs> Tetris, it's exactly
0: <laughs> the same. The it's exactly the same as regular Tetris, except that sometimes bad things can happen to you, like. Like, you can just get extra rows dropped in so the board gets smaller at random uh-huh. times. But otherwise, it's the same as regular Tetris. I've been playing the, that the a lot, too. The circle gets smaller. <laughs> I've been playing that a lot, too, recently. That's the other game I've been playing. Yeah.
1: Uh, but, Dan, you also do a video game
2: sketch show uh, at the Pack Theater called Cutscene. That's right. Yeah. It's uh, the fourth Thursday of every month. Yes. It is a joy to do. I'm learning a lot about new games that I never played before. Okay. Uh, and uh, it, it, it's sketch uh it's video game inspired so you know um like this thursday we've got a burger time sketch which is like how would you even write a sketch about burger time uh well you map it onto vietnam and (laughs) and and then it's like a war sketch so it's like it's all it, Mm -hmm. it gets relatable even though it's uh maybe obscure choices for video games.
1: Right, because I think that there are there are, like, although video game people still consider to be like a niche industry, like there are like fundamentals of video games that like everyone knows, like mm-hmm. like the boss at the end of the level or like losing lives and stuff like that. Like enough yeah. things have kind of gotten to the zeitgeist now that you can like make yeah, jokes or, like, about leveling it. leveling yeah.
0: up or things dying choices, and turning into choices coins. Choices is a big mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm.
1: Because choices are happening in like movies and t- TV shows now, like banner stacks and stuff like video game choices is like a really easy thing that like people can like attach
2: themselves to. Yeah. And we and we did a Bandersnatch sketch. Because yes. it is it is a mm-hmm. video game piece of entertainment. Yeah. And um, we did
1: a Red Dead Redemption sketch for very famous that's right. where you spit in
2: my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> ah, who doesn't want to remember that? That and, great time. And, and and it was black and gross. Yeah, it was <laughs> awful. It was supposed
1: to be chewing tobacco, so we filled his mouth with coffee grounds uh, mm. and then had him just like water fountain it into my mouth.
0: A fun and cool <laughs> thing to hear about. That's what that is. The sort of thing that is sev- definitely good to be told about secondhand. <laughs> um, that's yeah. that
1: kind of story you just told me, which is great. We'll post some pics on the Instagram. Look, I play so many video games, and I feel like I can't always do sketches about it, but when I
2: do, and it's something that is like like feels like the audience gets it that's that's really fun mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah a lot of times it's about like just one weird thing that you found in the game mm-hmm. and you just blow that out and the see what that world looks like and that's that's easily grasped by most people Mm -hmm. and because i don't actually have a life
1: and like you're supposed to like live a life to be able to write comedy but like i just like watch more movies and tv shows and video games so all my sketches end up being just about that
2: no and that's exactly it right we're (laughs) all we're all consuming the stuff so like uh if you just map a video game character or world onto something like we did a fire festival documentary but with Mario characters. Sure. So it's like. You know what's going to happen. It's all It's all going to go to hell. Mario's going to go to the, the best concert watch- of his life. Yeah.
0: <laughs> an experience unlike any other. <laughs> yeah. are just watching these characters cope
2: as uh, through their filter. But speaking of an experience like any other, uh-uh. thank
1: you for not interrupting me, Lux. But
0: to be fair, it's unlike any other.
1: <laughs> Fuck. Uh, you've brought on quite an experience today, but I think before we talk about it, we should hear a little bit of history about this game. in 1985. Two game designers at LucasArts, Ron Gilbertan and Gary Winnick, wanted to create a choice-based adventure game that used horror film cliches to comedic effect. Other adventure games of the era were relegated to inputting command lines to make choices, often forcing the gamer to be stuck in a loop of repeatedly guessing. The designers wanted something different for their game, so they invented a new system that would change the genre forever, the point and click. Freed from the dull text input system, this mechanic allowed you to freely explore and make choices in the world simply by clicking your mouse. A revolutionary experience, the majority of adventure games would crib this gameplay for decades to come. The game was released for the Commodore 64 and Apple II in October 1987, later to be ported to the NES, where it would find its home with console players. Heralded for its choice-based storytelling and endearing characters, it truly solidified LucasArts as the king of adventure games in the 80s and 90s. This week. We step out of the Game Boy's lounge and into the Maniac Mansion. Yeah, well, uh, and you know, we talked about things that Dan brought today. He and he really brought a whole a whole uh, Mary Poppins purse bag full of treats. He really brought the proverbial uh, it. He brought all <laughs> of it, because right here, plugged in, we've got an NES, just straight up plugged in with the game going right here. We'll have to post some pictures on the Instagram, but it looks incredible, it sounds incredible, and Uh, it's the closest we have to
0: time travel. That's, that's actually technically (laughs) scientifically accurate. Um, you also brought, I can see on the chat, um, a copy of Nintendo power.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, So, so So why,
0: why this one? What's going on here? Well, I, I
2: of course had subscribed to Nintendo power as a young man. Um, although this, this particular issue uh, belongs to Jason Strophy, who uh, I remember and uh, probably <laughs> you stole it from. It's him. crazy I I that Jason's trophy can
0: point. have its own Nintendo Power account. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's, it's very old
1: and the pages are still stuck together. I wonder uh, why. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you
0: mean hey, Jason's look, trophy. Uh, just be uh, grateful to the cheer.
2: Hey man, there's some really good looking Nintendo characters, all right? Honest, Ness-
1: honestly, Ness- some of Ness- my Ness- a babe. Some of my first crushes as a child were cartoon uh girls. I mean, yeah. Like I just like, remember Lola Bunny. Oh, Miriam
0: hey. from fucking Yo, fuck off. from, from <laughs> I already called dibs on Lola Bunny. Fox. That was my crush. <laughs> from fucking No, I mean I can list the Look, the early 90s. If anyone's surprised, about, furry, if anyone's surprised about furries, like, take it up with animation designers in, like, the early to mid-90s. Like, it's yeah. not furry's fault that, like, Jessica Rabbit existed.
1: Yeah, and, and thanks, uh, Miyazaki, for just making, like, the most effable Totoro of all time. <laughs> yeah, oh my god, the Totoro, <laughs> the smoldering Totoro looks. I mean, come on, That's the, the, the Totoro is essentially a bear, right? You just want to, like... Crawl up against him, rub, you know, like jump on his belly.
0: Is that what you think sex is? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, no. Uh, All right, let's for talk a about something Griffin does guest. understand, which is a video game. Well, uh, last, last thing I have to finish with my crush thing because uh, about this game, my first crush was uh, Sabrina, the ghost type leader in Pokemon. Mm. Uh, that is. Just, so
0: insanely on brand for you.
1: <laughs> That's, like, the most obviously true thing in retrospect I've ever heard. She was very mean and cold, but you could tell that, like, you know, maybe you could eventually get her to warm up, although that never proved to be true.
0: Yeah, there wasn't a lot of time
1: for dialogue in that game. Uh, I was specifically from the anime. Uh,
0: uh, you know. Sure. Mm-hmm. Classic. Mm-hmm. Um, I like okay. Made Mary That's from... My uh, but yeah, so... Uh, let's talk about this game. So, yeah, um... Why Why of all the Nintendo games, why this this particular one? Which isn't even an OG Nintendo game.
2: Uh, you know, it. it's one of those games that just has such a great sense of humor in it. Uh, I, I had uh, discussed with Griffin, like, bringing another game that's also point and click uh, called Nightshade, uh, which also has, like, weird fighting game elements to it and, like, mini games inside of this whole sort of role-playing thing. Um, but this one's just so got such great music and it's so weird. Uh, with all these tentacles that you have to like befriend and figure out how Speaking to. Speaking of getting horny in a video game, Jesus <laughs> Christ!
1: Yeah, the <laughs> right back into your anime this, world. Did this game invent hentai? Yeah.
0: <laughs> hentai was invented in a, a, a Japanese wood carving called "The Dream of the Fisherman's Wife" in the 18th century, but we don't have to get into that.
2: Okay. <laughs> I mean, there's some there's some uh, tentacle sub sub stories of love, you know. Um, <laughs> this, this there's some subplots. This is it's about totally that. up your alley, Griffin. There are.
0: <laughs> A lot of subreddits about that, um, <laughs> but yeah. So this game, like you mentioned, so the other one thing to talk about is like what this game really like is, and it's like a yeah. real like horror movie kind of like proto Lovecraft story parody. Where you've got, like, your haunted mansion, your spooky scientist, your weird family, you got tentacles, you got bones. Yeah, the loose plot is that you,
1: your girlfriend, was kidnapped by this kind of crazy family in this maniac mansion. And you and, you and your friends have to go in and rescue her and try to get everyone out alive. Um, but what's interesting about this game is, like, your characters can actually die,
2: right? Uh yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Can I don't? Can they? I think yeah. that they can. <laughs> yeah, they can. <laughs> and they switch in and out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the when the characters
0: Maybe die, it's just so
2: good that you, none of your characters. are. No, bad. I think when the characters <laughs> die, it's the end of the game, um, right. and that's one of your six endings. So um, y- you kind of can run out of time. Uh, you're trying to save Sandy, and Sandy, we're looking at right here. Uh, Another babe, such a babe, cute tube top. Um yeah. blonde just Sandy's
0: a classic bomb, blonde bomb show. Audacious.
2: Yeah, of course. Uh stranded, helpless
1: in this mansion. But she uh, but, you know, she also seems really smart, you know, like she seems like she's got, you know, her
2: own thing going yeah, on. She's she's a, she's she yells like, complicated yeah, just, dialogue so like help. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you'll never get away with this. <laughs> um Yeah. And so Dave is, is her boyfriend and he brings a party. You get to pick uh from a couple of people. Um there's like five or six people that you can choose from. They all have their own amazing music Um, and they all have different skills that can help you navigate through the mansion to kind of solve these puzzles that get you uh, into the laboratory to rescue her and also um, well there's a couple of different ways the game can end Um, basically the scientist is trying to make this meteor happy this meteor Hmm. has a personality yeah
0: this is a big part of it this is um, a classic uh, the bad guy is not an inanimate object situation where... It's a- right.
2: It's essentially Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> it's <laughs>
0: it's okay. Juno kinda- was <laughs> a little more complicated than a thinking <laughs> meteor.
2: But... <laughs> Well, the meteor is great because it has its own personality and it's just looking for a writing job I think <laughs> <laughs> like when you can when you can send its manuscript away and like get it back it's like oh awesome thanks for helping me get this writing job because <laughs> I just wanted to have my manuscript read it is true that like no matter if you're a good guy or the most evil person on earth you want someone to read your screenplay yeah I mean pretty, pretty much you're an, you kind of need it if you're an interstate <laughs> object that lands on uh in a random mansion uh it's really just the number one priority is getting your 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 writing out this there. reminds yeah. me
0: that that twist reminds me of one of the times i've been most yelled at at a movie um <laughs> what yelled at at a movie what in a movie yeah at a mo- in a movie theater okay um, I went to go you see, talking? Well, you'll see, I'll just, I'll just wait till the story happens. Um, I went to go see the movie, uh, meet the Robinsons with some friends in 3d. And the twist in that movie is that the bad guy, uh, is the, is the hat the whole time. Spoilers. But the, the villain's hat is the actual villain and the villain sort of, uh, blameless, which I kind of like, yeah, sure. I guess, um, I you, would talk, but at that I was movie uh, too. in the movie when that happened. I was like, I said out loud, I couldn't stop myself from being like, I can't believe this bad guy's a hat. And then this old, <laughs> this like lady and her family got like very like, be quiet. And she screamed ra- at you, and then she took off chastised. her hat and said, "I'm sorry, it's not me. It's the hat." Yeah, exactly. And then her <laughs> hat put itself on the child, and the child attacked me. No, I just got yelled at by a family. It's just like. We're, this this whole game reminded me of that just because of like I love a sentient inanimate object that just has like a sort of nonsense goal like you know yeah.
2: and when and when you get to the the part where you can hang out with the meteor it's like it's so vulnerable you can just pick it up and put it in a car and send it back into space like that's it you're just like once you get there it's really. It's like, okay, goodbye, Meteor. Mm-hmm. I sent you in the Edsel into outer space, and that's the end of the game. The, yeah. cool, the cool thing, though, there's six different endings to this game right so there's like replayability is a huge part of this
1: game you really like if you love this game you want to see all the different outcomes Mm -hmm. and all the different ways to solve
2: problems yeah and all the little side stories Mm -hmm. like you know uh you can befriend uh fred who's one of the family members and he like helps you navigate through things and like has this dad complex with his with the doctor and he's like uh, willing to help you go against his own father in mm-hmm. a way um, by like helping him out and bringing him his package so he can carry out his commando plans Which <laughs> just like this poor incel guy, like <laughs> having stuff delivered to him so he can I be mean, his own one man army this game was ahead of its time it's got incels it invented hentai I mean <laughs> this game really
1: is the like the roots of the tree of our civilization I mean,
0: it really I mean there's the, the <laughs> version of that that is all this shit that's not actually in the game that we've just listed however it also like is really like foundational for modern gaming like it's one of the first games to have cut scenes right mm-hmm. it has like a complete narrative the point and click thing was brand new uh, it tried to be funny in like a real way, uh, with mixed results. But at least made the attempt, which is like <laughs> ambitious for a game at the time. Like there are a lot of ways in which this game is like really foundational. Like you don't get a Phoenix Wright, like I mentioned before, or Don Ronpa or something like that, without yep. this game existing. Um, mm-hmm. and those are some yeah. of my favorite games. That being said, some things about this game drove me. Oh, fucking insane. And what's the first one? Is it anything to do with the controls? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Griffin asked me how them sticks feel.
1: Uh, Lux, how do them sticks feel?
0: Fucking terrible, man. Fucking absolutely.
1: <laughs> God fucking <laughs> awful. Oh man. Um,
0: I can obviously like see how it's an upgrade from typing in like knock on door. Open That's door. That's why we don't
1: use sticks. We use the NAS controller.
0: But even that is like, <laughs> uh, Um, it's just like, I totally get how at the time it was like innovative and different from what had been before. Like I played Zork. It's way easier than Zork, but like compared to just like a game where you walk around with like a directional pad, good gravy this game sucks like it's hard to navigate
1: well so I think like in if you look if you like look at it like chronologically it's a huge upgrade in player experience from what was happening right before that which was just like you go into a puzzle area and you just like type in you just guess commands for hours like you know
0: I I played Zork like Zork is that whole thing like type open door and then that doesn't work it's like type push door and it's like no unlock mm -hmm. door and it's like okay there you go and these were the days when there wasn't as many guides online and stuff. So you
1: would really just have to butt your head against that stuff. And so this game makes it a lot smoother because there's a list of all the actions you can do at the bottom of the screen, uh, and then you just have to figure out how to use those and click those throughout the environment. Which just is, is just a more fun player experience, but it is still frustrating. Right? It's in an the upgrade from that, like, yeah, the past. From it's from, from dog shit. But from twenty <laughs> from where are
0: we now, thirty two years in the future, um, looking back at it. I think we can safely be like, look back we at We have improved in this respect a lot. Like, yeah, it, it, it can be a, a lot when
2: you're just like, I don't know what to do with this object. Do I open it? Do I pick it up? Yeah. Do I turn it on? And it's none of those things. It's mm-hmm. like pull. I'm like, all right. And then you are just coming across the screen and going back with the clicker and like change action back to the thing. And, uh, you know, that's that's 90 percent of the game actually is just redirecting yourself to 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 act on a, a thing, even though you know, it may not make sense. Like open bushes. That's one of the first things you can do is open the bushes. <laughs> yeah. Like the verbs they combine with
1: the nouns are insane. Yeah. Also, this is
0: like difference between use and turn on drove me nuts. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You have to
1: use the light bulb.
0: You, have to, you have to turn on <laughs> the light switch, but you have to use the record player but only after you turn off the cassette recorder and it was just, uh, <laughs> but like that said like obviously for its time it was pretty innovative and it has a lot of cool stuff and like even cool flavor like there's a lot of like little posters you can read that have like not like actual text but, like little funny references or jokes that pop off i think that's all like really nice like it it does feel very lived in for its time and even mm-hmm. like by today's game standards it's pretty lived in in a way that is pretty cool And interesting.
2: You start the game and these teenagers and like it's already got a kind of tongue in cheek thing where it's like one of your commands is new kid. It's just like, yeah, switch kids. These are just kids. Mm -hmm. And the first thing the guy says is like, well, how are we going to get into the mansion? And the one guy goes, I don't know. Look under the doormat for a key. It's like that's the dumbest way to enter a big building like your <laughs> your whole gameplay is just like oh yeah find a key under the doormat like these these people are obviously so dumb that they just leave a key, there's a sign that says stay out but they leave a key under the doormat it's like that's so and stupid if you're like and me, silly
0: and you bought this game on Steam and started the opening cutscenes and went outside to have a cigarette while well, they just sort of did their thing, you don't get that line about looking under the door. <laughs> <laughs> and, so <laughs> and so then you really, it takes a little while to figure out how to get inside the house. Yeah, it's a pretty big clue. Yeah. <laughs> an,
1: an epic two-hour start to get into the house it for a It did months. not take me that
0: long, but it took me. let I can, let's just I can say see why you
2: were frustrated. I
0: played a total of about three hours this game. And let's just say, I don't know, about a solid third to a sixth of that was spent trying to figure out how to enter the house. <laughs> um, it was a bad time to be me, for sure. But um, how many how many times did you ring the doorbell? Um, I did ring the doorbell a couple times. I tried it all. I think it's hard because um, these
1: types of games and, and like the this company kind of like the people who made this and then. The sequels kind of went on to make the the Double Fine company, which is like the present company that makes these kind of like adventure games. Like Lux, have you played Broken Age? Hell yeah, I have, dude. Yeah, so like Broken Age is like Tim Schafer. And it's like kind of like the same kind of DNA of like from these original games of the type of adventure thing. But like what they're able to do with like the technology now is to make like way more clear visual clues of like what to do but I think just like the just the the graphics of this game like are, make everything a little bit harder to like exactly figure out what's the like there isn't as many clear visual logical cues um, which leads us I think to talk a little bit about the artwork which I really do like though Um it's it's like it's like it's you know it's obviously retro 80s but like the character designs are fun like like it's a world that I want I want to see the next room you know like I want to like be able to get to the next part.
0: Yeah, and like designs are distinct, which is cool. Do you have a favorite uh team, by the way? Speaking of the of the kids, Dan.
2: Uh I I love Bernard because he always made me feel better as a young geeky kid. Uh that there was a nerdy character there. He did win college's was- a geek award.
0: Yeah. <laughs> According to his bio.
2: <laughs> yeah. And uh, I was always not as nerdy as him. So that always made me happy. Um, and his music is so good. Like the music's so fucking awesome in this game. It is. Uh, yeah. And for, each character gets their own music. Yeah. For, for, you know, what it is uh, as chip tunes. It's just so cool. Um, Bernard is always good. And either uh, having Michael or Razor. If you have Razor, you can, uh, she can record a demo to impress the tentacle like you can help you can help this tentacle to, like pursue his music dreams uh yeah so this tentacle just wants like wants his music to be heard too so all these characters have like very clear Motivations. Yeah, <laughs> motivations. yeah.
0: Yeah. And I mean, uh, Razor, but they can also die. Yeah. Razor excellently is the lead singer in the band Razor and the scumettes. One yeah. of the <laughs> ultimate band names. Um, that was maybe the most excited I got about this game was seeing that name. Um, yeah, they rule. I do. It is. I do They're also like, like the that satellite tonight. <laughs> the, the game is really good about kind of seeding hints in like unexpected places. Like you, learn how like Bernard or Michael or Razor is useful by reading their bio and then as you're going through the like through the house you're like wait a second like I need to fix this machine wasn't one of those kids a fucking nerd and then you're like oh yeah I remember that fucking nerd let's see if he can fix the machine right right and i like and i like that that like choice mechanism and how it makes you have to solve puzzles in different ways depending on who's in your party stuff like that yeah. it's like that's like all that's all like feels really fresh and new like even now if a game was sort of designed that way where there's like a bunch of puzzles and your party composition determines how to solve them. Like I'd be fucking super into that vet now. And it was really it must have been fucking wild back in the day to have those those options. And it's it's still like cool and holds up in a Yeah,
1: I agree with that. And also, uh, I was looking up all the different ways that you can die and like fuck up the mansion, and they're like so detailed. Like there are crazy ways. Like there are simple ways, like, oh, you can like just drain the pool, and then like that will like keep that that the pool is cooling the radiator under the house, and that will the nuclear radi thing and the reactor, and then it'll blow up. Or you could microwave radiated water, and the fumes from that water will kill your character. Like there's just like all these random little ways you can like accidentally kill yourself. Um So it's just like yeah, it's a game that like like especially back then like probably made people just be like I have to play this a million times
2: just to see all the different outcomes, and and then and that's fun. Yeah, you can actually melt the whole house down right away by turning off the power. Um, You press the little gargoyle and you go into the back room and then there's a circuit breaker that's right there. And as soon as you turn off that power, he goes, oh, no, the doctor's like, oh, no, we're going to have another meltdown. (laughs) It's like, okay, how many times has this happened to you? Yeah, the house sometimes like will
1: blow up. And based on like an event that shouldn't make it blow up. Which is pretty funny.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, all of, like, have you ever has ever seen any like uh Stuart Gordon uh, movies like Reanimator or From Beyond or uh, Castle Freak or any of those movies, Uh, no. And I hate to be called out on the podcast like this. Uh, Well, I'm sorry. I thought the answer was yes because they're awesome. Um, But this, this, if if you're into the aesthetic of this game, this game very much is drawing on and referencing those movies. Like Mm -hmm. those are all kind of classic, like weird scientists or like weird creepy spooky house with like little like vaguely Lovecrafty overtones. Mm -hmm. Um, And this game is really drawing on that in a really fun way. In particular, on From Beyond, which is the best one, which everyone should go see um but yeah I really like how this game is like like in an interview I think Gilbert said that he wanted to draw on like b-movie cliches and make that sort of the the grounding like story of the game and like it's so successful to the point where you can like point out specific movies that it's referencing it's like very smart about that kind of thing And I think it's pretty again fucking impressive in a way that a lot of games I feel like haven't tried to aspire to that level of like detail until like kind of recently in game history. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's, it's one of those things uh, like they don't, they don't make anything a throwaway. Like they use opportunities to make all the tasks you do uh, in entertaining. Like, when you are trying to get stuff out of the garage, you're not strong enough to get into the garage, so you got to go use this hunk-o-matic machine and like work out a couple of times so you can open the garage.
1: I love that video game logic. Like it's like work out once, and your arms definitely like won't be just useless at the end of that. Like a normal person. Uh, like I remember like in G- Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Like oh, like to get more endurance, you just have to go to the gym like twice, and all of a sudden you're just jacked. Like oh. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's, you know, that's how uh, New Year's resolutions work. Right? That's, yeah. Oh, man. January. Yeah. January 1st, man. That yeah. day I
1: get jacked. I go, Yeah, I
2: go to the gym three times. I am done
1: for the year. <laughs> uh, well, we're about to be done with this podcast. So let's take a quick commercial break and then we'll be back with our final thoughts and
0: ratings. <laughs> Griffin. I have a problem. Oh, yeah, Lux, you got a lot of problems. I have one specific problem I'm talking about right now, though. Okay, bring it on, man. I'll be your therapist. Thanks. Yeah, you sound therapist off <laughs> at me for some reason about this, but that's okay. Um, never stopped me before. So, here's the thing. I get my Nintendo news from the internet, websites like Kotaku and IGN, and I get stuff in my email and newsletters and I get stuff on Twitter, but that's not enough. I need more Nintendo information. How can I continue my Nintendo info overload? Well, all you digital cretins living in the past, the future is in hard
1: paper, baby. That's right. We're bringing back Nintendo power, and we haven't hired any writers. We're just reissuing copies that we find at
0: Goodwill. Oh my God, how can I sign up?
1: This is perfect. You have to... DM me and Lux, give us your credit card info. We will securely bill you weekly and then biweekly and, and then it's gonna the, the payments will layer
0: <laughs> yeah they'll increase factorially as time goes on and and you know
1: uh, we have a we have a, a customer here uh, uh, who who's gonna say how much it's changed his life to get these hard copies of Nintendo
2: I mean I've never felt better about having every single game I wanted to play ruined for me by having it explained on paper mm-hmm. this is exactly what I need just a full summary of how to play play the game uh, without any discovery, that's really what I'm looking for. So if you guys could just make a paper transcript of this podcast and Mm -hmm. send it to me every week, I would subscribe to that.
1: Absolutely. We're breaking your phones. We're breaking your computers. Give us your credit card info.
0: (laughs) And with the promo code Game Boys, when you DM our Twitter account, thank you very (laughs) much, you will want a promo code. Yes, you will want one. Hey, Internet, welcome back to the Game Boys podcast. My name is Lux. Your co-host is still Griffin, and your guest is still Dan Kerrigan, and we're still talking about Maniac Mansion, which is the game that we're talking about. And now is the part of the show where we rate and review that game, boys, girls, and friends beyond the binary. Here's how it works. We go around in a quick circle, starting with you, Dan, because you are the guest, and we give our final thoughts about the game as well as a score on a scale from one to five joysticks. Uh, so take us away, Mr. Kerrigan.
2: All right, so... uh this game is super fun to play uh, once you get past the gameplay challenges of pointing at stuff and clicking on stuff and figuring out how to use stuff. But after you get into the house and you start figuring out how to navigate a little bit better, uh, it gets a lot easier and the you get to enjoy a lot about the narrative of the game. So um, that being said... There are versions of this kind of game, like Nightshade, that happen later, that do it just a little bit better. So I would say, uh, for me, as a retro guy,
0: I would give it 4 out of 5. 4 out of 5. A respectable score, Lux. Extremely respectable. I certainly respect it. Um, and I'm going to give a similar, but slightly different score. Because, yeah, I, <laughs> I definitely agree that it's it's fun to play. Once you get going and get into kind of a rhythm, a lot of the controller things become less of a problem. It's got a great sense of humor. It's got a lot of good gags. It trades an aesthetic that I'm very into. But the mechanics are frustrating. It is sometimes really unclear what to do or why anything works or who can do a thing. Um, and so a lot of it's just clicking on stuff until something works, which is my least favorite way for a game to work. So I'm going to give this a three and a half out of five joysticks. because It's still really fun despite its flaws, but it has some Mondo flaws. And then I, also so similar, but so different, have a rating.
1: This game, guys, it's a groundbreaking game. It invented a mechanic that people still use to this day. That's a big moment in gaming, in my opinion. And it really proved that they were kind of kings, you know, kings for decades in this genre, you know, with the sequels and just all the DNA of this game you can see in other games. I like the art. I like the humor. Um, but again, yeah, when games get into that, get, when they're not visually clear enough with the clues or the actions of what to do, uh, that cannot uh, that's not always going to be fun. Um, so I originally was going to give this game like a 3.5, just like Lux. But then, guys, you can't jump in this game. And like I said, you should be able to jump in every video game, and I'm knocking it down
0: to three out of five. Wait, you're gonna start kind of applying that? Like, what if we do like a fucking like racing game?
1: Dude, it would be insane if those cars couldn't
0: do jumps. That's a really good point, actually. Um, <laughs> all right, well, with that, time for everybody's favorite segment, entirely out of segments. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the segment segment. This is the part where Griffin Niper's and I present our guests with new segments that we have invented, and we play dumb games or do other dumb things. Griffin, what is your dumb segment this week? Uh, yeah, welcome back
1: to another segment
0: of toxic or <laughs>
1: doo-doo, toxic. That's right. It's the video game news that I tell you guys and you decide if it's bad, toxic, or good, like the Britney Spears song toxic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the song okay. that
1: it's not clear if you've ever heard. <laughs> it's
0: that one part. Um, okay. <laughs> it's like almost
1: uh, that one part. <laughs> News Story 1, EA paid streamer Ninja i oh, ninja! $1 million to play Apex Legends. Um, toxic. Oh my God. <laughs> toxic yeah just bad. go with your gut on these uh google stadia is the new streaming service from google and its name is google stadia toxic <laughs> toxic right. What a
0: dumb name how does it work why is it cool i don't understand anything about that
1: uh the broken game anthem has made over a hundred million dollars in digital revenue toxic <laughs>
0: toxic i know i've been giving all the bad anthem news britney spears toxic <laughs> but this is this one's bad toxic for me because it's just like all the things that are funny about how broken this game is means that these people shouldn't get a hundred million dollars. I know, and I'm just like, what? What are the microtransactions
1: in this game? Is it just are you are you just like sending them your blood? Like, what is going on? Yeah, here? Dan, I don't
0: know if you've been following this news. This game has been like needing to be patched constantly. Has been like bricking PlayStations and Xboxes just by like being in it. Is filled with the mini transactions. It's so funny and it's a fucking disaster.
2: It's insane, but it's also genius. Like, how do you absorb that much money through a game platform? Especially one that doesn't work. Yeah. (laughs) Yep.
1: Not a lot of good news stories this week. Uh, A a hat in the Division 2 costs $15 in
0: real life. (laughs) Actually, that's Britney Spears toxic, for sure. I think it's definitely Yeah, for sure. With the taste? Yeah. Because... I think that, like, it's stupid, but, like, all sort of, like, symbolic wealth stuff like that is stupid. And it's at least very funny that it's in a video game, especially The Division 2.
1: Listen, it's no stupider than buying some streetwear hat for like $90 from like Supreme or yeah, something that's, that's like that. That's what I'm that. saying.
0: Like it's the exact same like consumption economy, like aesthetics economy shit that it like doesn't matter.
1: But I would spend $100 for a Supreme hat in The Division 2 because everyone needs to know I'm a hype fee beast. Uh, okay, so uh, that's how you say that, right? Nope.
2: Okay. That's All your, right. That's your, <laughs> that's that's your digital bro. image, bro. Yeah. That's your digital image.
1: Uh, And then finally, uh, the Hideo Kojima game Death Stranding has progressed to the point where Kojima has announced that he is playing it.
0: I (laughs) I want to play (laughs) the game real bad.
1: Yeah, yeah. That game is going to be the ultimate shit show. Like, I'm just so excited for that game.
0: (laughs) That game's going to come out. And I feel like every review of it's either going to be like five out of five best game ever or like one out of five pure trash.
1: It's truly one of the unreviewable games that doesn't deserve a review because it exists just outside human comprehension. Yeah, like
0: there's no version of the game that could (laughs) possibly be as good as like the inexplicable weird version of my mind where it's like Norman Reedus has a baby and he's being chased by Mads Mikkelsen on the beach and there's a, like and there's a tank like i, I like what are you going how are you going to live up to this Kojima Netflix if you're listening
1: please give Hideo Kojima a TV show all you give them ever, to much worse people like just give him 50 million dollars literally all
0: he's ever wanted is to make movies if you like read his like interviews about the games he makes and shit they're all motivated by his desire to make movies he constantly puts himself in like as an extra in the live action cutscenes in Metal Gear games, just so he can like be <laughs> in the movie.
1: And all I'm saying is, Netflix does not Netflix doesn't care. They give everyone a TV show. Give Hideo a TV show. Yeah,
0: give Hideo a video. Netflix. Yeah. That's what we want.
1: You know, uh, Hideo killed the radio star.
0: <laughs> don't say that. Don't please don't arrest him for it. Okay. <laughs> no yeah. one like no one liked the radio star. Um, all Please right. start your segment. Yes, that's what I'll do. Um, now it's time for oh, it's time to pitch the past. And today we're going back to the great well where I pretend to be a horrible racist from the past. It's me, oh, H.P. Lovecraft. It is. He's not British. Ooh. Hold on. Well, Sorry. this is easy. This is um, like a- from, how does like hold on? It's like a fancy northeastern person to talk like it's like. A oh, fancy yes, Nord- it's me, H.P. Lovecraft, very rich man, who died <laughs> impoverished and racist.
1: But he was, yeah, but he was born poor and racist.
0: And he died that way, too. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it's me, H.P. Lovecraft, here's what I sound like. Now, why should I play this dumb, trivial version of my massive intellectual works distilled to nothing jokes? The,
2: what? Oh right. What's <laughs> happening? <laughs> I think
1: I learned an important part of
0: what's happening. Somebody
1: because I knew what was happening, but I was just—I was curious to see like what Dan's reaction was. I was kind of hoping
0: uh, that the fact that I like missed a sentence in there. Here we yeah, go. Here's what's happening. We're gonna play a quick round of pitching the past, the game where no, you no, guys no. explain <laughs> to a figure from the past why they should play the game we just talked about. Who are you talking to? Me, H.P. Lovecraft. Why <laughs> no, we should get I play that. this game? <laughs> no, no, we get that part. Okay. We didn't know where to start. I think I left out the premise of the bit, actually. And so I oh, wanted okay. to make sure that was on wax. Uh, well, like last week,
1: I feel like I'm selling milk to a cow, Lux. This I mean, games? you invented the tentacles.
0: I know, but my tentacles were spooky, scary, and these tentacles eat wax fruit and want to create an EP.
1: But shouldn't we really just care about, like, uh, it, you know, exposure, exposure for tentacles in general? You know, getting them out there, representation for
2: tentacles?
0: Sell me on... Representation. (laughs)
2: Well, surely, as as an accomplished writer as you are, you would like to see uh, some humor infused into some works. Uh, Certainly, you are not a man without humor.
0: Laughing is for papists. I
2: am a good
0: Protestant, dude. I think we just,
1: I think we just found our first Game Boy's merch shirt. Laughing
0: is for papists. (laughs) Laughing is for papists. I am a Protestant and Puritan boy.
1: Yeah. Um, So... Yeah, so you're you're like the daddy of Cthulhu, right? So you believe in like the ultimate
2: darkness.
0: Weird way to put it, but basically, sure.
2: <laughs> uh, maybe this game is for you because it broadens your horizons to uh, themes of outer space.
0: I wrote books about outer space, like The Color Out of Space. I think was about outer space.
1: I, I, yeah, you know, you lived a long life. I don't blame you for not knowing what books you wrote. Um, I
0: wrote a book about how I don't like Italian. <laughs> no. Oh my god,
1: okay uh, Well, are there any Italian characters in this game? Uh, at least
2: half of them Okay. Oh, well, I don't think You're I can play me. this
1: But they're culturally American Yeah <laughs> They're I kids, don't know. Man. If that's they don't better, know better or worse. I need to reread my essay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, you're a really bad man, um, but uh, you're into kind of like uh, nihilism, right? Is that part of your thing? Everyone like you know, dies like life is meaningless. We are just
0: the dreams of an idiot god. Yeah.
1: So like, what's the point in going outside and living life or creating books or art? Just stay inside and play this game. Yeah. Play oh, this I do game. love to Ga-
0: stay inside. The attack. Aliens are get out in,
2: there. Get in that house, turn the power off, and melt the whole thing I down. I keep thinking
1: we're going to get canceled during our commercial improv, but now it's this segment that I think is the is the part we're going to get canceled for. But that's okay, because we've already been running way longer than we should. We're, like, what, two seasons in now, Lux? Yeah, we're... I mean, HP.
0: <laughs> I've only been on one episode, but time for me to go back to racist hell. You convinced me to play this game so I don't have to talk to Strangers. Sound effect. It's me, Lux. I'm, I'm back. Oh.
1: I'm, I'm glad he went back to uh, racist hell, and it's it's good to know that like I'm definitely going to hell, but it's nice that I won't be in the racist oh, hell. You'll like, be I'll be in gamer hell for sure. I'll be in gamer hell. Oh, like, <laughs> that might be very. That might be there's share like a thin of thin wall diagram. with racist hell. There's like, yeah,
0: <laughs> there's like a like a Motel Six style connecting rooms. <laughs> um, but that's been our show. Sorry about that last segment. I hope it was funny and not a nightmare. And also sorry to all our Italian listeners. Um, don't read this don't, don't read the street by H.P. Lovecraft it's one of the worst things um, yes. ciao
1: ciao Bella
0: I'm not sure that helps. <laughs> um, but anyway, that's the end of our show. Dan, you've been a great guest despite me and Griffin. Where can people find more of you on the internet or wherever they might look for you?
2: You know, you can find me at Dan Uh You can come to the pack theater, the fourth Thursday of every month for cutscene Cause if you're into video games, you'll love this show, uh, video game, sketch comedy. Um, and you can also catch both Griffin and me at very famous fourth Sunday of of the month which is my favorite show to do ever same dude absolutely last night was great i saw your full ass on stage oh, <laughs> a hello. lot of people saw a lot of people saw my full hello, ass last night ass. that was the most people who saw my
1: ass if ever. you play jesus christ in a sketch and you no one sees your ass are you even historically
2: accurate I don't think so. I have no idea. Probably. I'm probably. <laughs> um, probably not. There's, I mean, th- no, you just have, you don't see enough Jesus ass. And I think passion of the Christ really, you know, helped us, wrap our minds around that oh yeah. wait check and,
1: this know, out
0: G- jesus
1: yeah there we go oh that's what you call it jesus <laughs> La- laughing is for papists um okay uh well as for me lux game boys pot on instagram or griffin p davis on all of the social medias
0: yes remember to check the do the instagram uh you can dm us if you want maybe we'll read it on the show uh we probably get an email for that because it's easier but also more than any thing else that you can do to help the show. The number one thing, aside from telling your friends, which you should definitely do, is also to leave a five-star review and uh, a five-star rating and a review for the show, like this person has, whose review I'm going to read in one second. Okay, here we go. Um, this one's from Birdman, who says, Killing it. This is my single favorite podcast, because, because A... I wish
1: it was just that. Nope. I wish it was just killing it.
0: This is my single favorite podcast, because A, because I don't have time to play video anymore, and it's nice to vicariously live through discussions of gameplay. B, those discussions often evolve into more interesting things beyond the actual game itself, depending on each guest's background, which keeps the episode fresh and original. C, the segments are fun and hilarious. Keep it up. Um, so thank you to Birdman. Was he describing our podcast? I mean, it's on our yeah. review page. They you may have been.
2: accidentally listened to someone yeah, else's it, it podcast. It very much could have been, like
0: but it was on our review page, so it counts. So thank you, well, Birdman. I feel like
2: I should have taken a deeper dive on some stuff now, now that, that that review's out. Sometimes we do.
0: Sometimes it's today where everyone on the podcast is tired. Um, but yeah, so that's, that. go leave a five-star review. We'll read it. Thank you so much, Birdman. Everyone else who's given us reviews. They make a huge difference. Help me find the show. Uh, if you want to see any of my stuff, you can keep looking at Wisecrack for the video essays and check Check out Party World Wrestling for all the cool stuff. The highlight reel from the last show just went up this week, and it is fucking badass. So check that out if you've got the time. Um, but that will do it for us this week. My name is Lux. I'm your host. Your host is Griffin Davis. Your guest is Dan Kerrigan. Your editor and producer is Haley Clement. Your internet music by Matthew Morgan, and your artist is Brittany Metz. Goodbye, Internet. We love you very much.
2: Maniac Mansion.